It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. And welcome back to Decal Download. I'm Reg Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. Commissioner Amy Jacobs, unfortunately away from us this week. She'll be back next week. Well, there's a new face in DECAL's Pre-K and Instructional Supports Division, overseeing our infant and toddler inclusion and behavior supports and child and family development teams. Director of Practice and Support Services, Rebecca Ellis, joins DECAL from the Technical College System of Georgia, where she served as Director of Accountability in the Office of Adult Education. She's also been Director of Innovation for the Governor's Office of Student Achievement, and has a background in social work with a master's of social work from the University of Alabama. And after grad school, worked as a foster care worker and child protective services in Birmingham. And today, it's our pleasure to welcome Rebecca to her first Decal Download podcast. Rebecca, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be on the podcast. We need to say welcome both to the podcast, welcome to Decal, And um, we talked about your background with uh, two other state agencies. How do you feel about this new role? And um, what experiences do you bring that you think will be helpful here? Yeah, well, I feel great about the role. I've always wanted to work for DECAL. Um, It's always been an agency that I've had a lot of respect for. So I'm really excited to have this opportunity. Um, I think my background is pretty interesting. I can say now that I've had the opportunity to work for state agencies that serve Georgians from birth to workforce. And I feel like that gives me a pretty unique view. I can kind of think like if you're born in Georgia and you progress through our education system, what are those different kind of points you'll hit along the way? I also think it just gives you a little bit of understanding of how state agencies work. The thing I think about every day when I wake up is like, everything's changed, but nothing's changed. I mean, there's a lot of things that are still the same. Like we have contracts, we have state procurement, you need to know the HR people, you need to know the finance people. And I think just being able to navigate a big state agency is really helpful in getting onboarded at DECAL and thinking about how I can support our team and doing their best work. Yeah, I joined uh, from the private sector, so it was quite an eye-opener coming into state government, although I had worked in county government before, so I had a little bit of a taste, but it's a little different when you do that. Let me ask you this. You joined us in the middle of a pandemic. I'm sure you probably didn't realize that, but uh, how, how challenging is that? Yes, thank you for letting me know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, that's what that was, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why we're on Zoom. It's definitely been a challenge. I mean, I think part of being successful in an agency is knowing, building those relationships and knowing people and knowing when you have this little question, like, who do you have to ask? And trying to build those relationships virtually is definitely a little bit harder. You know, everything has to be on Zoom. It's a lot of scheduled Zoom calls and you just feel a little bit, I don't know, it's like running a marathon with a weight vest on. Like starting a new ve- new job is hard. Running a marathon is hard. But if you put on a weight vest, it would be a lot harder. So, um, but everybody's been great. Everybody's been wonderful and really patient with me as I learn about decal. Have you even seen your office Now I have, I have been into the office a couple of times. My kids actually go to childcare pretty close to the office. So sometimes I drop them off and, and just work from the office. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Okay, good. Good. It's yeah. very quiet now compared to how it will be hopefully in the near future. But yes, uh, yes. It's not like when I was at Gosa and it was this hustling, bustling twin towers. It's a little bit um creepier, maybe I would yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new twin towers. And we've been back a few times, the executive team, the commissioner, um, all of us at, at various times, but it's different and it will be different because we're you know, we've sent a lot of folks home uh, that will be working home-based. Uh, so a much smaller number of folks there in the Twin Towers with us. But um, we're glad you made it over, even in the midst of a pandemic that you've joined us now. Um, you have three areas under your supervision that really exemplify how DECAL has expanded and improved in serving children birth to five and beyond Were you drawn most to any one of the three? You've got infant toddler, inclusion and behavior supports, child and family development. Was Mm -hmm. there any one of those three that sort of drew you? Well, I can't pick favorites on a podcast because <laughs> then they would know. Um, I think I'm I'm drawn to all of it in different ways. And I think when I think back to like preparing for the interview and even over the past month or so, as I've started to learn more, there's areas in each of them that really stand out to me. So with Infant Toddler, we have the Little Grant. Um, and one of the coolest things with the Little Grant is that the teachers that participate use something called a Lena device, which is like a Fitbit for words. And so the infants and toddlers will wear a little vest that has the recording device in it, and it counts the number of adult work spoken as well as conversational turns. And I think, and then the teachers get the data about how much they're talking and interacting with the kids. And I think that's so powerful for educators to see that data. And it's a really exciting project for me. You know, they don't have like a third grade teacher would have test results or you can see a child read, they're they're infants. And so to be able to have actionable data like that and see yourself improving, I think is really exciting for the teachers that we work with. With inclusion, the thing that I um, am really excited about, we have our Seeds for Success helpline and anybody can call in. So a family, um, if you have a child in a licensed child care center or family learning home, you can call in to ask for support with behavior or if your child has a disability and you might need some resources or are looking for a center that can serve them to the in the best possible way, you can call in. And our team, our supervisors on that team that answer the helpline are so knowledgeable and so warm um, and just great to talk to. So that is just a fantastic resource and it really helps us reach um, educators all throughout the state and families as well. And then with child and family development, we have family peer ambassadors, which I always love thinking about kind of user feedback. So our families, you know, we serve families and children. And so we really need to hear their voices and understand their perspective to be effective. And our family peer ambassadors, you know, give us feedback, but they also spread information about decal and our services in their communities. So it's really kind of a word of mouth way to get the word out. And I think that's really exciting. And all of our, my team is just, they're all wonderful. They're all so knowledgeable. They're all so dedicated. And so I feel really um, just proud to be leading this team. I mean, everybody is just, just great. You've got a great team. And um, you were talking about the Lena devices. Technology is amazing in how it's developed. And, and that is a great tool. At some point, we need to get Jerry Brown, our videographer, to go out and capture some of that because it's fascinating to see what's going on. And it's almost like you were even having a little bit of a challenge describing it because it's it's hard to describe in words, right. 
Uh, but to see it uh, in action is pretty amazing and how it's been accepted in the classrooms um, is, is really cool. Um, I know you bring a lot of experience in administering federal and state grants. Um, how does that serve you in this new role? So you can't really do much without money. So that's the first thing. So I've kind of had both sides of grant management. So at the technical college system, we managed a large federal grant. And I learned there kind of all the ins and outs of the federal regulations, what you can do, what you can't do, how to read a policy and understand stuff like set-asides and different things. So being able to understand how you can use federal and state money and where the flexibility is and where the regulations are, I think is really helpful in thinking about how do we fund the work we're doing. With the Innovation Fund, I did a little bit more with just developing grant programs and thinking through things like, how do we develop an application process that is going to be really impactful? So even when you apply, maybe you're learning something. How do we set up the grant program in a way that maximizes the outcomes we're getting? And so I think kind of having those two sides, just in terms of what the regulations are, but then how do you give grants out in a really smart and strategic way will help us kind of think about how we can support early child educators. By the way, I wanted to say I loved one of your titles um, when you were at TCSG and that director of accountability. Talk, talk about pressure. Yeah, no pressure. It's a good title because what do you do? I hold people accountable. Yeah, That's, right. you know. <laughs> I am I am holding them accountable each and every day. And yeah, that's that's a lot of responsibility right there. Well, um, one of your responsibilities is expanding and supporting access to high quality early learning for children with complex needs. And uh, when I was reading through that in your job description, it brought to mind, how are we doing in that area today? Yeah, well, we're fortunate to have a team of very knowledgeable and talented inclusion and behavior support specialists that are working really hard in this area. And there are a couple of ways that they support educators and families. So I mentioned our helpline. So we provide kind of information about inclusive early care through the helpline. So maybe a parent who has a child with a disability can call and ask for a center that might be a good fit for their child. Our helpline can assist with that. And we actually get about an average of 100 helpline calls every month. And through that are engaging an average of about 40 new providers. So that's a really um, one way that we're really able to help programs in this area. We also provide training and coaching on inclusive early learning practices, as well as if a, a center needs help or a family home needs help with persistent challenging behaviors, our specialists go out and provide that training and coaching. So that might look like something like just changing the environment of the classroom. Maybe it's providing modified instruction. Maybe it's providing visual supports, whatever that might be. That's what our specialists are there to do. And so I think what they've noticed is after they work with a teacher um, that they feel a lot more confident providing inclusive early care to children. And so I think this is a, a area where we feel very excited. There's a lot of opportunity, but we have some great kind of channels to provide support. One of the things I love about your team overall is that if you're a childcare provider with any trepidation about inclusive early learning or, you know, child and family development, infant toddler care, being on the cutting edge, you're not, you're not facing this alone. You've got help. And it's just a phone call or an email away from experts on your team. 
Yep. And it's, yeah, it's a free service we provide. And that's why we're practice and support services. That's exactly what we do is I like to think of it like we support the people that support children. So that might be a family, that might be a grandparent who's calling, that might be um, an educator or center director, but we're here for all of, all of Georgia. Yeah. And if you're running across, uh, as, as Rebecca says, if you're a parent and you're thinking, wow, I could, I could really use some help or I've got some questions Take advantage of this opportunity and these services uh, to ask those questions. Yeah, it's funny looking back. Um, the perception of infant toddler care has really evolved over time. Like twenty years ago, it was perceived as babysitting for the most part. How do you think that has changed over the last decade or so, and and why? Yeah, I think there's been more and more research just about the importance of the first five years of life and what happens in an infant, toddler, um, a child's brain during that time. So actually, by the time a child's five, their brain is about 80 to 90 percent the size of an adult brain, which is crazy when you think about it, because they're not 80 to 90 percent the size of an adult human. (laughs) So their brains are developing so rapidly. And I think when people started to look at things in K-12, like our kids aren't reading on grade level, maybe they're not ready for kindergarten, there's really an opportunity in those first five years to make a huge difference. And there are also things that child care providers can do with children, just like talking to them, working on, you know, responding to what they're interested in. So as if a baby is grabbing a toy, the teacher can say, oh, I see that you're interested in this rattle. Like, what sound does it make? Um, And that can really aid in how a baby's brain is built. I mean, infants and toddlers learn through everyday experiences. And I think our team also looks at how do we support early childhood educators in seeing themselves as just as important as a kindergarten teacher, as a third grade teacher. I mean, they have such an opportunity to make a huge lasting impact on a child's life. And they are just as important as like an AP biology teacher. So I think really just helping them and through our infant toddler program, coaching them to realize just how much they can do for kids is very exciting. Yeah, we've said in the past that when you consider that brain development, uh, then choosing a child care program is almost as important, maybe more so than choosing a college. And yet we put so much emphasis on those later years, you know, of high school transitioning into a technical school or a college or university. Um, It's very important uh, to build that foundation. This is your you know, early childhood is almost like onboarding for life (laughs) and and definitely for your educational journey. So um, there's something to that. Well, in recent years, one of our uh, state's primary education goals has been to have every child reading on grade level by third grade. How do your teams help us in reaching that goal? Yeah, so I think our infant toddler, I mean, this is really their focus on creating that those early learning language rich environments. And so those specialists, again, are working on just how do you talk to children? How do you create um, an environment where you're laying that groundwork for language and literacy so that by the time you're in third grade, you're not, you know, you don't start kindergarten behind. And then, um, For child and family development, we do a lot of work on that team with sharing information about developmental milestones and making sure families feel empowered to know if their child's meeting the milestones. And if they're not, what do I do? So when do I need to go talk to my pediatrician? When might my child need some additional services? And we help families understand that so they can be advocates for their children. 
And then with inclusion, I mean, if, if a child's struggling with the persistent challenging behavior or there's something that can change in the classroom to make the environment more accommodating, all of that helps lay the groundwork for success in school and beyond. And I think, again, I mean, just so much happens in the first five years of life that our team is really looking to support those educators and making sure kids get the best possible start. So I'm curious, here you are um, entering this new role and uh, director of practice and support services. What's the biggest challenge as you enter a role like this? Well, I think we kind of talked about it already. Starting virtually is a challenge for sure. I also have a relatively new baby at home. So navigating that transition is a challenge. I'm <laughs> just learn- figuring out how to have two children makes it a little bit um, difficult as well. But I think one of the steepest learning curves for me and my team knows this, you know, I'm coming from a background of state and federal grants. I have a little bit experience as a foster care worker and a social work background, but they are really the content experts on our team. And so I'm having to really take a lot of time to ask questions and learn from them about some of the research bases behind the work that we're doing, all of those content pieces. I think that's where my learning curve is. And it's been, it's been great though. They've all been so supportive in helping me understand the work that they're doing. Yeah. And we can't say it enough. You got a great team and I know they're going to welcome you and, and be of great service. And then you're going to help lead them in some new directions and building on the great success that they've had um, in the past. I'm curious, uh, you've served at TCSG and at GOSA. What would you say is DECAL's reputation? And the commissioner's not here this week, so we can talk about this uh, (laughs) openly. What's our reputation among the other state agencies? I mean, this feels like a trick question. There's no way to answer this question on the podcast. No. Um, I think we did work with DECAL at GOSA. Um, We worked with DECAL at TCSG on some two-gen work. And I think the great thing about DECAL being at other state agencies is, you know, when DECAL is at the table, there's actually work that's going to get done. I think everyone feels... um, like it's going to be cool, innovative work and that everyone just has has a, a joint motivation to help Georgians, however that looks. So mm. I've always, you know, heard great things about decal. No one ever says, oh, we have to work with, you know, decal on this. <laughs> Everyone's always excited to work with us. Yeah, I think that's great to know. And, and the other thing, you know, we were talking about how your division sort of exemplifies how much we've grown and expanded. Um, I, I know when I joined the agency nine years ago, uh, one of the things was, well, pre-K is sort of seen as the marquee, you know, division within the agency. Um, and, and like CCS would say, well, what about us? You know, we license and regulate and you can't do anything apart from that. You'd go, yeah, that's true. And well, what about quality rated? That's a big deal too. We've really grown in a way that um, we're a multi-service agency now, you know, um, that's much more complex than it was, um, you know, back when this place started, what, back in uh, the mid-2000s, uh, back even with the Office of School Readiness and, and all of that. Uh, but early childhood education is more complex as well, you know, than it ever uh, was before. So uh, we're just sort of growing with the industry, growing with the challenges of uh, building that foundation for young children. I guess maybe the most important question we ask you today, how can the rest of us support you and your teams as we enter the 2021-2022 school year and our daily work here at DECAP? 
Yeah. Um, so for me, I would say just be patient with me as I ask all these crazy questions and try to understand the agency. But for our team, I think the best thing is just to spread the word about the resources. So if other decal staff are out in the field and they notice that someone might need help with behavior, um, just to spread the word about the helpline. Um, and you can contact them at one 354 4357 or inclusion at decal.ga.gov. We also have a bunch of other resources that I think are really helpful. So our infant toddler team does something called toddler time at home. So if you're a parent and you're listening and you are at home with the toddler, there's some great activities on our website that you can do with them. We have some trainings about developmental milestones um, for educators on Georgia PDS. So you can check those out, but really just letting people know that we're here to help educators like I said, support the people that support children and that we want to be as helpful as we can be. And one other note, if you're interested in working at DECAL, Rebecca would tell you, listen to this podcast. Yes, I would say that. (laughs) I would say that. (laughs) And that's what you did. I did do that, which you make it sound like it was really strategic, but really I had just gotten back to work after maternity leave. So I was trying to like prepare for the interview and work and navigate the baby. So I was like, I'm going to take the baby for a walk and download all these podcast episodes (laughs) and listen to the ones related to my team. So when I'm on this interview, I have some sort of idea about what's happening at DECAL, but it was a, a really helpful resource for me as I prepared for the interview. I love that. Well, I always tell people, you know, I've got two grown children, two daughters, and whenever they're looking into a new job opportunity, I always say, go to the website, you know, learn as much as you can about the organization, their culture, um, you know, philosophy, all that. And any side notes, social media, take a look at that. And by golly, yeah, if they have a podcast, definitely listen uh, to find out what's going on. So I love that. On a personal note, uh, Rebecca and her husband live in Atlanta. They have two young sons, Beckett and John Patrick. So we welcome the whole family. What are the ages on uh, Beckett and John Patrick? So Beckett is three and John Patrick is seven months. So we're in the throes of of early care and learning. (laughs) Uh, You're right in our demographic. I am. I am. (laughs) And how is Beckett handling the transition? Um, I think so. He must be picking up on something because he's, he's trying to work at home. He'll be like, where's my work? And he'll open (laughs) up like a little piece of paper and start writing. Um, (laughs) And then, yeah, I mean, he's been a great big brother too. Apparently he's taken at school to calling the infant room and asking where his baby is. <laughs> so he's really, um, he's really just grown into his big brother role. That's about the age difference of our two girls. And we found that three years is a pretty good difference. You know, they, they'll have some of the same friends. That's interesting too, kind of watching that develop. Uh, but they can kind of look out for each other. And the older always looked out for the younger, even they were because of birthdays, they were two years apart in school. So it, it made them even closer uh, as a result. But yeah. uh, uh, girls are a little different than boys, as we all know, but um, you're in the boy club. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Beckett likes to also bonk the baby on the head with bath toys and stuff. So <laughs> we're, we're hoping that doesn't last forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's it's a bonding opportunity there, but that's great. <laughs> Rebecca, listen, we really appreciate your time today. Uh, welcome to DECAL again, if we haven't said that enough already. We are excited to have you again. Uh, you're fortunate to have 
three outstanding uh, teams uh, under your purview there. And you get to work with Susan Adams, our Deputy Commissioner of Pre-K and Instructional Supports. And she's been around for many years and is uh, recognized throughout the country as one of the leading people in uh, pre-K. So that's, uh, that's great. Yeah, she's been just great in helping me learn. And yeah, I mean, our teams are amazing. Well, welcome aboard. We're excited for you. We're going to let you get back to uh, Beckett and Jean-Patrick uh, as you're working and uh, hope to see you in the offices sooner than later. Yes, same, same to you guys. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, I'm Maya, and I work in the Quality Innovations and Partnerships Division here in Atlanta. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is, how much money has DECAL distributed to child care programs to assist with impacts from the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, well, Maya, thank you so much for that question. Uh, DECAL has received quite a large amount of money in general from the federal government to help stabilize child care. And to date, as I answer your question, uh, we have sent out $165 million that has gone directly to uh, child care programs to help stabilize their business so that they are open and operating so that families can go back to work and have a safe uh, place to send their children uh, more money to come. Uh, in the next few weeks, we'll be announcing how we plan to distribute $871 million directly to child care providers. So um, just doing the quick math, that'll be over a billion dollars that DECAL will have distributed directly to child care providers to help stabilize uh, their business. Wow, that's an impressive number. It is. It is impressive. Here's your chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to this question. Name one of the three divisions under the supervision of Rebecca Ellis, our new director of practice and support services. Name one of the three divisions under the supervision of Rebecca Ellis. Ellis, Director of Practice and Support Services. Email your response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. You could win a prize from Wild Adventures Theme Park, Skyline Park at Pond City Market, Stone Mountain Park, Six Flags Over Georgia, The School Box, Gwinnett Stripers, Georgia Lottery, Fun Spot America, or Chick-fil-A. Again, we'll draw one name from all the correct answers to that question. Send it to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. You could be a winner. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.